Hello, and welcome to the 42nd episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And we are your Queen Bees. And if you're wondering, hey, where's episode 41? It's, that was the last episode. I misspoke when I said that it was episode 40 because we did two episode 39s, I am now realizing. <laughs> good, good job researching that. Uh, Jeff, well, Jess McCune is like, you probably nobody, like, it's, it's fingernails on a chalkboard to her. Exactly. Well, I mean, I've never made a mistake in my whole life until now, so All right. I'm glad that this is the first one. Yeah, me too. Well, I only realized it because I wanted to see, like, how much, like, how many downloads we had on Podbean, and I was like, wait, 41 episodes. I know for a fact that I said last episode was episode 40. So I realized what I did was our Crazy Rich Asians movie episode and Valley of the Dolls Part 2. I said both of those were episode 39. You know what? We're not perfect. We never claim to be. Mm -mm. Deeply unperfect. Imperfect. Imperfect. Another mistake. (laughs) Um, Very important as a teacher to show that you have flaws so that your students know that it is okay for them to fail in your class. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I've learned. And they appreciate speaking, it. Speaking from two <laughs> girls who never once failed anything in all of high school. Mm-mm. Pretty sure. No. Wasn't allowed. <laughs> Actually, I did pretty poorly in uh, pre-calculus. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I have never the failed, greatest but... pre-calc teacher in the entire universe, so I did pretty well. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, math, I got out of there as soon as I could. I was deeply disinterested in pre-calculus. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that probably surprises anyone about us. No. We're like, math, no. No. I mean... I prefer the creative pursuits. I I mean, I've been trying to do everything in law school to avoid number classes, and... Yeah. One of my professors was like, oh, you want to do criminal? Well, make sure you take tax. I'm like, no. No. But he's like, you have to. He's like, listen, here you are taking down a child pornography ring Mm. and you can't get them on what you want. But guess what? They haven't paid their taxes for 10 years. So now you're nailing them on tax evasion. I'm like, oh, that's true. Such a good argument, but hate, hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing lately, I mean, it has nothing to do with math, but it is like an adult activity that I have been calling my pharmacy, my doctor's office, and my health insurance company because in the state of Maryland, it is the law that there is no shared cost for female contraceptives, specifically birth control medicine. However, when I recently picked up my prescription, it was about $100. And so- Which is insane. Yeah, so I have written my governor about the issue. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to get right back to you. <laughs> I really hope so. Um, well, because I, I've i been playing, like, phone tag with all these three entities, and the pharmacy, I think, is just making stuff up to get me off the phone, and I think they've been making stuff up to my doctor, too, because my doctor's office, I shouldn't blame my doctor, because she hasn't... She hasn't participated this in is this below scam. Her, this is below her pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> um, so every time her assistant calls me, she's like, well, this is what I heard. I'm like, CVS told me that. And first of all, stop calling the pharmacy. It's a health insurance issue. 
Um, so finally, so I like messaged my health insurance, United Healthcare, um, and was like, "Hey, United Healthcare, are you listening? <laughs> Under Maryland law, there should be no shared cost for birth control." Yet I paid $100. And they were like, oh, you have to submit an appeal. We also told you this last week. Here's, like, the conversation. I was like, okay, I remember, but thanks. Um, Hi, I remember, but, like, that, I don't like that answer. So I called to see if I could get a different person on the line. (laughs) Well, it's mostly because my doctor first told me that no preauthorization was necessary. And then was like, it's something to do with your deductible. And both of those things are things that CVS said, which why is CVS making up stuff? It's like, if you don't know why, just say, call the insurance company. We just do what the scanner says. You know, Um, I've been like beginning to believe that my local down the street CVS also does the same thing because I went to go pick up my birth control in their like, um system or whatever said that I had never been a customer there in my life and I'm like well I've been coming here for probably 10 years Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't know why that would be the case and anyway like they had to get like another person who then was somehow able to fill it pull it up but like then they were like there's something wrong with like your file so I don't know it just was like a huge thing they also switched my brand so I usually take Lorena and they switched it to the Gianvi, and I was like, hey, um, why? They And they were like, it's a generic Yaz, so it doesn't matter. But, like, some of those have different prices and stuff, too. Yeah, so who knows? But... <laughs> and um, usually they tell you, they're like, oh, we're out of your specific type, but it's the same medicine. Can we give you this other one? Yeah, didn't ask. The pharmacist was basically like, don't be a bitch about it. Just take it. <laughs> Oh my god. We're very busy. It's like, all right, well, okay. Um, and then, so I'm like talking to United Healthcare, and I said, I'm confused about why I have to submit an appeal in order for you to be in compliance with a law. Well, that's the thing. And they were like, like, that is part of the law. And I said, I never had to submit an appeal when I was under Blue Cross Blue Shield, but okay. And so they basically called my doctor's office and told them to submit this prior authorization or something. So hopefully it's taken care of. But I'm very proud of myself for, like, not letting this go, being a dog with a bone, waiting on hold many, many times with CVS, my doctor's office, and United Healthcare. But it also, I mean, and I realized and I'm very privileged in that this is one of the first times that I really realized this. But the healthcare system is broken. Okay, we, we, okay. to be fair, also, we've only just turned 26. That's true. So, like, we haven't had that much of a time to do this by ourselves. Yeah, well, and it mostly opened my eyes up to this idea that because healthcare is through your employer, you are really kind of, you You're are limited. not in an, Yeah, well, they make this big stink about how it's a marketplace and, like, it's about capitalism, and it's really not because if it's through your employer, then you're not an empowered customer because what am I going to do? Like, just go, like, I mean. Well, the only other option is find just a get, husband get who has better yourself. health insurance. That is the answer. Just find a husband with better health insurance. <laughs> I mean, it might be what I have to do. Well, I'm on the student health plan, so Yikes. welcome to 
Welcome to paying $30 every time I do anything, period. I, I Yeah, I mean, I just called my mom. I was like, I have a copay. Like, what is this insurance even for? Like, I pay monthly for it? Like, what's going on? So I, I ended up just not getting dental insurance because mm. it's so bad. Um, and, like, paying for my own personal dental plan because... It, like, yeah. makes literally no sense. Like, they're like, well, if you pay $600, we'll cover up to $1,000. No. So I'm, like, so I'm paying $6,000 if, like, there's for, like, probably just two cleanings a year, which I should schedule mine. I should, haven't done that yet. But I don't have time, so I'll do it later. But, um, <laughs> and then, like, unless, like, I have to, like, get my jaw wired, it's, like, never going to be worth it. Yeah. I don't even know that dentists do that, but you know what I mean? Like something very serious (laughs) dentally. Like if I have to get my my wisdom teeth (laughs) re-removed. Well, this is I think those are dental surgeons too. I who knows? I don't know. I mean that would definitely be your dental insurance that would do like wisdom teeth and stuff. It is? Okay. Yeah. I think you're I think you're right, because I think that's why Brendan never got his out, because he's never had dental insurance. Yeah. Well, I mean like this has been dental insurance. All insurance is bullshit. <laughs> well, and like not to make this political, but guess what? <laughs> Things are only going to get worse. Yeah, they are. Hashtag register to vote. Hashtag <laughs> glam up the midterms. Like I can't. I will say, so I do plan to vote to keep Larry Hogan in office, partially because like he's, he has proven to be like, if he, he's a very popular governor in Maryland, I'm sure that there are problems. But, like, the fact that he even worked to pass the law that, like, female contracep- contraceptives are um, under no share costs, and, and including Plan B medication, um, I just feel like that to me says, like, clearly you are putting your constituents over, like, dogmatic party beliefs. Because he is a Republican, but I feel like he's, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, can't... I mean, maybe. I mean... <laughs> I mean, who the F knows? I mean, I just can't believe <clears throat> that Brett Kavanaugh is going to be, be our Supreme Court justice. Like, it is so upsetting. It's very disheartening. When I found out Susan Collins was going to vote for him to be confirmed, I cried. And closed my office door and, like, sat on my couch and was just like, I can't go on. Yeah. It's just... It's very upsetting. Um, I think that thing that Laura Dern posted was just so great. Because I do think that there is a distinct possibility. I think that the most likely scenario, and again, like, obviously not the truth because I wasn't even born in 1982 be another 10 years until I hit the scene. (laughs) But I think the most likely scenario is that he was wasted and joking around and therefore not aware that what he was doing was assault. And that's why he doesn't remember it as such or doesn't remember the event at all. Because if you're just like, if it's just another party where you're like joshing around with your friends, you're not going to remember it. I, um, I just think it's been a it's been it's too much like sounds like a pattern of behavior though. Yeah. But I, I just, but I think it also is like very possible that like he acts different when he's drunk. 
And he, oh, like, I mean, 100%. I think also the reality too is like drunk people don't realize how horrible they are. <laughs> like, not even well, how horrible, I mean, but they don't realize that their behavior seems really off. I've never assaulted anyone when drunk, but I've definitely woken up the next morning and been like, oh, why did I feel the need to be so aggressive? You definitely are a drunk yeller. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, and <sighs> I mean, it, I don't know. But for me, the thing is, it's like, this is not a criminal court. We're not putting him in jail. Like, this right. is not a beyond a reasonable doubt kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you had any kind of an inkling in a job interview that somebody may have assaulted somebody in college or in high school, I think you would be like, mm, like, maybe we can find a better candidate. Because yeah. guess what? He is not the only fish in the goddamn sea. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's Also, like, upsetting. let's put a woman in there. Like, yeah. let's just, like, try to, like, put somebody in there who, like, didn't go to an Ivy League law school and, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe as a woman, maybe, you know, let's throw another person of color in there. I mean, it's just, like, maybe not a straight person. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> like, we, it's, like, I think people try to say it's, like, oh, like, we have a diverse Supreme Court. It's, like, if you look what? at it, if we if you look at it really though, well it's like it's like well there are a couple women in there, there are like a couple people of color. It's like well, it's like they're all either Catholic or Jewish. They all went to like either Harvard or Yale. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It seems like <clears throat> it's very easy to have more of a group think mm-hmm. position when you have people who like are not coming in and like challenging the status quo. Which is yeah. not to say, you know, like, I want RBG on there forever, so. Oh, for sure. I'm, well, I'm not targeting going... any of this at her. I'm talking more about, like, the white men, but. Well, I also know. think that, and Clarence Thomas. <laughs> and know. Clarence Thomas, who, like, went um, to Holy Cross, and it's embarrassing, so. <laughs> I he, he should be shaking in his boots right now. Like. I just think that um, we should revisit the idea. It's a lifetime appointment. I think lifetime appointments for judges are a bad idea, period. I think that they should be revisited. Like, RBG, she can stay forever. But it well, but should RBG be revisited. Is, <laughs> RBG is also sharp as a tack. Exactly. Like, most people, once they reach that age, are not thinking the same way that they were when they no. were 50. And so, I don't know. I, I do think that it's like, we're <clears> depending <throat> on these people to make some of the most important decisions in the country. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of them are getting up there in age. Don't, I'm, this doesn't apply to RBG. She's doing great. Clarence yeah, Thomas can. is, I think, 85. So yeah. maybe it's time for him to fade into the background. <laughs> oh, Although with him, with him, though, too, I'm like, okay, well, if he leaves, then, oh, well, like, it'll be, like, it can't get much worse with the next yeah, person I mean, they put on. Ideally, wait until there's a new president to leave. I mean, that would be the best case scenario, but he, I think, maybe will do it so that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's annoying. It is annoying. And it's like, uh, seriously, Trump is going to get three picks. I know, and we can get Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. I feel terrible for that man. I mean, he's he probably, probably sitting there like, I never assaulted like... anyone. Like, <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> And the no. Republicans wouldn't even meet with me. But I think it's also like, that's another reason why we should not make it a lifetime appointment because it makes it so goddamn arbitrary when people leave. And so it just happens that people are old at the same time, then all of a sudden we get one person who's appointing yeah. like six justices. It's like, that's not yeah. fair. 
Like, that's right. not how it should work. Yeah, and it's a lifetime appointment, so it's, like, then... We're stuck with them. Yeah, and it's very possible that, like, the next president could, you know... I mean, it's just, like, I... (sighs) Things are just horrible. I mean... It's rough. Canada is looking better and better. Ugh, that Justin Trudeau. So handsome. Well, I mean, like, that's also why it's been so nice to have to all the boys I've loved before. It's like, (laughs) because it's been, like, work is really stressful. Like, being a first-year teacher, guys, like, I don't know if you know how hard it is, but it's so hard. And there's so much work involved. I feel like I owe thank you notes to every single teacher I've ever had in my whole life just for, like, reading anything I've ever written and giving me the feedback on it. Um, Cause that is so time consuming. It is. And it's just like, and also the I thing mean, that's bad too, is that I think it's kids so don't hard to teach someone lot. how to write. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. So it's just, it is so hard and it's just like, I feel like my whole brain is being reprogrammed and I'm like learning to organize things in a new way. It's just crazy. Um, Because I'm not a type A person, I don't think. And I feel like to be a teacher, you kind of have to develop some type A systems. (laughs) Well, I will say that I have not always been type A. If you knew me in high school, you would say I was not type A at all. In fact, I like had papers scrunched to the bottom of a backpack Mm -hmm. and like never knew when anything was due. But yeah, I don't know. Then I went to college and like developed OCD and here I am today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we're talking about the second half of To All the Boys I've Loved Before and also in my need for like, because the news is awful and because work is hard, I ordered the other two books that are in the series and read them in about four days. Um in like a mania, which I don't really know was like making me less stressed out because then I was just pouring all of my stress into like, what's going to happen with Lara Jane and Peter Kavinsky. Um, but I also, it was like, I feel like, you know, when you make a desperate purchase online, when you use your phone to do it. Oh yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I was like lying in my bed. And part of it is because like, I don't use my personal laptop as much as I used to because I'm on my school device a lot because most of the things I do on the computer now are for school. Oh, you have your own computer um, for school? Yeah. Well, I have a device, so I have a Microsoft Surface. Oh, okay. Do you like that um, Yeah, it's okay. okay. I like that it has Microsoft Office on it. That's cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I like... I was like, you know what? I really just need those two books. I don't specifically have time to read them, but I need them. Listen, I barely so finished I got the out that phone. And you finished three <laughs> books in that time, so. Like, I woke up yeah. at seven this morning to do it, so. Yeah. But this is the it kind was, of book, though, like, you can read the entire thing in one sitting. Yeah, it's, well, not, I think that is part of it. Um, there, it was such a quick read. And so it could be like, oh, I kind of want to take a break from doing a little bit of work, so I'm just going to read. And all of a sudden, you're like halfway through the book, so. A lot of the chapters are short, Um, too, so it's like, even if you just have a couple of minutes, you really can just read a few. Yeah, you just fly. All right, so what what do you think about the second half of the book? 
Okay, things just like really picked up drama wise. Yeah, um, <laughs> things just things went to an eleven real quick. Um, yeah, I liked it. I like. I really liked this book in general. I thought it was definitely like a nice break from mm-hmm. um, law school. Yeah. Um, I think that so I have not, as you know, watched the movie yet, as I was mm-hmm. supposed to, but. Whatever. Um, we'll talk about the movie and like either on Insta Story or another time. Okay. So, um, I guess like I still am not a hundred percent sold on Peter Kaminsky. I yeah. So I wonder if I hadn't if the actor that played because the actor that plays him in the movie is incredibly charming, and they're just like the two of them make these little faces at each other that are incredibly charming. And so I do wonder if, because Lauren's reading the first To All the Boys I've Loved Before currently, and she was like, I don't, like, Peter Kavinsky's different in this one. I'm like, he gets better, and he gets very, very sweet in the second two books, too. Um, But he definitely is a little bit more of a normal high school boy, I would say. Whereas in the movie, you're just like, he's so charming, I don't understand how he's real. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, so, I think he definitely yeah. seems, like, imperfect to me, I guess. Yes. In the, in the Which book. Which I think is Which nice. Which is fair, yeah. And I, I think also, like, Josh to me, Josh, like, a little bit to me reminds me of how I feel about Lorelai and Christopher. Mm. Where it's like, this feels very natural, and, like, I like their, like, chemistry, and I like how they what you know okay you know what I mean like I like how they interact together and it's like okay so I feel that way about Lorelai and Christopher but I don't know if I was always just like Josh is not the one so like well I I mean I think for me I always was like listen like ultimately she would never like she Mm -hmm. she can never be with him because he was with her sister and like she just Mm -hmm. isn't willing to cross that boundary Josh sure Mm -hmm. is but like, yeah, Largene is not okay. In the movie, he does not kiss her. Okay, well that was is what that I was say. a lot of. Drama. I think it's a better. I think it's a better plot point. Like I wish he kind of had kissed her in the movie. Um, the closest they get is he kind of starts to imply like if I had known I would have lost you as a friend after Margot and I broke up. He starts to say I would never have like and, dated Margot. Yeah, and she's like, don't finish that sentence, and like kind of walks away. I think what is ultimately the, like, pushover into Peter's side is that Josh is constantly kind of forcing Lara Jean into this, like, pedestal box of, like, she's a good girl. Yeah, no, I agree Whereas I think, like, Peter is able to, like, see her as, like, an actual human woman. (laughs) And, like, when there's that whole controversy after, like, the hot tub... Like, yeah, where Genevieve, Genevieve, yeah, that is a hot little scene. <laughs> in the movie, I was like, I don't know that this is appropriate for me to be this excited about teenagers. Like, this is horrible, but also so good. I mean, um, listen, like, Gossip Girl, like, think about how excited we were about Chuck and Blair. I mean. I know it. Just, I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, that whole bit, um... Genevieve, I mean. You were worried about her, and rightfully so. The thing is, is that, like, with the Genevieve stuff, it's, like, I was, like, holy shit, like, maybe Genevieve is not going to do anything. Because we're getting, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm getting close to the end, I'm, like, she still has not 
made her move. And then, Mm -hmm. or I thought, like, she was going to do something more, like, put herself in Peter's way. Or Mm something, like, I thought it would be more, like, underhanded and, like, behind the scenes. But this was, like, this was brutal. Yeah, and I think it's so devastating because, like, especially. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. Um, Because that's not clear in the book. Right. Well, I mean, it's not really clear in the movie either, but it's just like. You just know Peter didn't tell people. Well, okay, so in the movie, they kind of, they combine an element from, they combine kind of elements from the second book as well. Because in the second book, a, like, you find out somebody had videoed it (gasps) and somebody posts it on Instagram. (gasps) And that somebody is Genevieve. Oh my god, Genevieve Um, posted that on Instagram? Yeah, and it goes, like, viral. And it looks in the video like they're having sex, but they're not. And so... It's like a whole – so in the movie, that happens, and she's like – Lara Jean is still upset with Peter So does that for, happen in one of the second books? It happens, like, immediately in the second book. Okay. Because – so the first book ends, and she's writing the letter to Peter, like, saying, I want to be with you. And then the, fir- the second book picks up with her going over to his house to give him the letter. And so they get together, and then that's when the video leaks. Um, and so, like – there's that whole element. But in the movie, it's like she gets upset with Peter because, like, after they have their, like, hot tub escapade, he, um, he like, goes to talk to Jen. And so Jen finds Lara Jean the next day and is like, I just think it's really cool that you're so cool with us being friends and, like, you're not upset that he, like, slept in my room last night. And he was like, what? Like, that's not – Wait, what? I mean, like, I, I did go and talk to her, but, like, we didn't – do anything. He went to talk like, to Genevieve? Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of to say, like, it's all... I mean, you don't see it happening. It's, like... But it's implied he just went over there to... End say it. it's, like, over. Yeah, between them or whatever. Um, but then, like, while they're, like, not speaking, that's when the hot tub, like, video leaks. And then she's like, are you going to do anything about this? Or are you just going to let everyone think that we had sex? And he's like, um, if anyone says anything about Lara Jean, I'll kill you. <laughs> like, that's what he comments or what? No, no, he like, well, because in the movie, she like comes to school after, um, she comes to school, um, after like break and after the video has leaked and she like someone has posted a picture, like a still from the oh video on her locker and wrote, like, it's always the ones you don't expect. Oh. And she's, like, really upset about it. And um, she's, like, she says to Peter, because he's, like, what is wrong? Like, I, what's going on? And she, like, shows him her locker. And she's, like, are you just going to let everyone think that we had sex when you know we didn't? And he's, like, hey, like, in the hallway. Like, listen up, everybody. Like, nothing happened in the hot tub. Not that it's anyone's business. But if I hear anyone talking about me or Lara Jean or, like, what happened that night... I'll kick all of your asses. <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's nice. But I think what's so devastating about that is that Lara Jean was able to, like, let go and, like, express herself and, like, not think. And then it's, like, really thrown back in her face. Like, to have that, like, because I think, like, you don't want to be in your head when you're, like, hooking up, you know? It's like you want... To just be able to, like, live in the moment. And then when you're brought and, like, forced to, like, 
watch that happen, it's like, oh, God, like, and you get all self-conscious again. You know? Yeah. No, totally. Especially as, like, a 16-year-old girl. Totally. Like, it was a big deal for her to, you know, like, be free in that moment. And then it's, like, she's, like, punished for it, which is devastating. (laughs) It is devastating. I mean, I I think also, though, like, I I think my main complaint with Peter Mm -hmm. is that, like, I don't like the Genevieve element that yeah, she's like very... kind of constantly like he's like don't ask me to not care about her and it's like well she's a bitch so like yeah and that continues to be like that kind of drives a wedge between them in the second book okay um I think that Jenny Han in general handles the conflict between the two of them very well and and like how it happens in the first second and third because the second book a lot of the conflict of her wanting him to stop hanging out with Genevieve because you basically find out like Genevieve's dad is cheating on her mom and like Genevieve is like the only one she wants to talk to about it is Peter and he's like I have to be there for her and I can't tell you what's going on I'm and sorry. like I just like I just which is that, annoying but I also just don't like but he also I think realizes so and like Lara Jean's really upset partially because her boyfriend is like talking to his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, but also because she's very insecure about like Peter is like her first real relationship and like a lot of like her first kiss and her first kind of like hookup and Jen was Peter's first of all those things. And so I think she's like she just feels insecure about like she's the second, you know? So there's like that element going on, but there's also and like he admits later that he was just nervous about, like, being in a new relationship and, like, like especially after the video leaks, he was like, I just, like, hated that I couldn't, like, like, things were happening to you because of me and I was just, like, going back to, like, what felt safe and what I understood. Which is Because Genevieve? I was, like, scared. Yeah. I don't accept I th- that. <laughs> I think that... What's nice about Peter and Largeen is a lot of times their conflict is a result of them liking each other so much that their little 16-year-old's hearts don't know what to do with it. And, like, Largeen is, like, pretty mean to Peter because she likes him. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. he's kind of, like, like, I like that they're both kind of in the first book, like, oh, my God, like, stop. Like, you're so annoying. Yeah. No, I think that's cute. I don't know. I just don't – I don't know. That – Makes me nervous. I, I think if I was Lara Jean, I would feel furiously insecure. If yeah, that was and that's happening. exactly how she does feel. And so they break up in, like, in the middle of the second book. Um, but then he kind of realizes, oh, like, Genevieve, like, she was going through something, but she was also manipulating me. And because, like, Which his is so dad. Obvious. Well, I think that, like, Peter has trouble, like, saying that to Genevieve though because his dad left his mom and so he's like I'm never gonna be (laughs) Cher's rolling her eyes let the record show (laughs) I feel like I'm being such a Peter apologist I'm like no listen (laughs) well number one I haven't read the books I just like I just no you read the book I read the only I read the first book only but I also like 
also am predisposed to like him because of how charming Noah, whatever his last name is, Whereas is I'm skeptical of him because... Yeah, which I understand, uh, which is, I almost was like, I feel like you should watch the movie first or something. I mean, it's... But it's good to get, I feel like it's good to get this other perspective yeah. and like how, like... And to show, like, it is different, like, how you come to different pieces of media, like, your perception of characters based on, like, did you watch the movie first or, like... It's true. I also think, but I... Th- the, from the literally five minutes of the movie that I've seen, which was this morning, <laughs> um, I think that they should have cast two different people for, um, or, like, different characters for different people playing Josh and Peter, because I can hardly tell them apart. Yeah. Yeah. I do really like in the book, um, I really like that conflict. So the Christmas party does not happen in the movie. And I really like that conflict of Peter being like, first of all, you kissed my girlfriend. Um, So I do like that element of when when he's jealous. Because it's like, we're not even really dating, like, but you were right. And he's like, um, as far as he's concerned, we were really dating. Right. (laughs) Um, and so I like that. I like that element. Um, I also just really like confrontation. Like, I just was like, oh, God, can't wait till Christmas. Like, (laughs) I love, I love all the parts where it's like the family tradition and like them like Mm -hmm. all doing their like roles and stuff. Yeah. I cried when they got a puppy. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Kitty just she really holds up. She, Kitty's the great. Whole, Kitty, I love. Kitty is used as such a pawn throughout the entire book by Laura Jean. Like she's like, guess what? Peter is like is her is Kitty's favorite now. Josh, it's like screw yeah. you. <laughs> that was mean. That's like that's a low blow. You know what's great though is when Peter and Laura Jean break up in the second one. Kitty busts into Lara Jean's room and she's like, why on earth did you two break up? He doesn't view Genevieve that way. You're an idiot. And then like leaves. And the next day, um, she like misses the bus on purpose. And Lara Jean is like, what are you doing? And then Peter gives her a ride to school. Like, so she texts so she, him. She's like, like miss the bus. <laughs> yeah. And then, but it is very sweet. So the third book is all about like the whole Genevieve thing is resolved. And the third book is all about their senior year. And, like, are they going to stay together? Should they stay together? Because um, they find out. They pl- they hope to go to the same college, but it doesn't work Probably out. Probably Peter didn't get in because he's not as smart. No, so. actually. So he gets a lacrosse scholarship, um. and then Lara Jean isn't accepted. But she gets into, like, another good school, and so there's conflict there. And, like, Lara Jean goes upstairs to get something, and Kitty says to Peter, like, are you still, like, I know Lara Jean's not going to the college that's, like, close to home where he's going, but are, are you still going to visit, like, and hang out with me? And he was like, uh, je doy. <laughs> she's like, okay. And she's like, okay, well, like, are, will you still visit even if Lara Jean and you break up? And he's like, we're not going to break up. And she's like, but, like... Even if you do, like... She's like, listen, Josh I've been through that, this game before with Margo. Yeah, she was like... <laughs> she was like, Josh said that he would visit, and he never... He kind of stopped coming over, and Peter is like, um, first of all, I'm no Josh. <laughs> and second of all... He's like, second of all, Kitty, you and I have our own thing. You're not getting, like, not getting rid of me. Like, even... Lara Jean and I are not breaking up, but even if we do, like, we are still friends. And I was like, oh. I know, that's sweet. Precious. So... There's really good stuff like that in the other books. I also, I think one of my favorite 
things about this series is I think that Jenny Han is really smart about how she kind of depicts and deals with, like, teen sexuality. It's not too Um, over the top. It's not too over the top. And it's also, like, so in the second book, (laughs) Lara Jean and Peter are kissing, and Lara Jean just, like, out of nowhere is like, I'm not ready to have sex. And he's like, uh, I I know. Um, (laughs) Sweet girl. It's okay. And because she's just really nervous. And she's like, well, I, like, do you wish that we were? And he was like, I mean, there's no rush. But, I mean, I do want to one day. But, like, I... And it's like, Lara Jean is both able to... That's, like, actually, like, pretty much the best response you could have. Yeah. And so it's like, Because it's not like you're like, I don't want to have sex with you either. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's like... And it's it's like, I'm also, like, not not rushing you. Uh, yeah, and so it's like, and but and at the same time, Lara Jean is able to in the second and third book both want to eventually have sex with Peter and not be ready for it and have that be totally okay and also not have that be the primary conflict in their relationship. That's exactly like, it's not what you like, want in this book. Yeah, and like especially in the third book too, where it's like they've been together for a year. And it's just, like, Peter will sometimes joke because she's, like, I want to wait until we're in college to do it. And he's, like, okay, like, can't wait. (laughs) 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 It's going to be awesome. Um, And so it's just, like, really nice. And But to have it not be, like, the central – like, there's never Peter being, like, oh, like, maybe we could do it now, though. It's, like, totally on her terms. And there's even a scene um, where, like, Lara Jean is, like, I think I'm ready. And they kind of – they don't start to have sex but it's like they're like going to and then peter's like i don't want to do it this way and it's basically because he thinks that because they're both nervous that they're going to break up before college and he thinks that Lara jean is trying to like close the chapter on them and he's like i don't want to have sex with you this way i don't want it to be like this and he like leaves and it's very sad but also it's like you see that it's equally important to him yeah. How they, like, have their first time as opposed to just being, like, whatever. Like, I just want to do it. Yeah. Don't care what the what the context I is. I mean, is it realistic as a depiction of no. teenage boys? Don't know. But. <laughs> Not sure about it. There's also a scene um, in the third book where he, like, helps her reenact. A, like, he surprises her on her birthday and, like, reenacts a scene from 16 candles that 100% made me cry because it was so sweet. I don't know that anyone would actually do that. No. As a teen. No, I don't think so. But the idea that there is someone who wrote that down. I mean, now makes although me now happy. they have like promposals and stuff. <laughs> That's true. Which is like Peter's promposal is very funny. He wants it to so in Sleepless in Seattle, they're at the top of the Empire State Building yeah. and Meg Ryan's character finds um, Tom Hanks's son's bear, and that's how they actually end up meeting. And so they go on a senior trip to New York City, and Peter tries to, like, leave a backpack on the Empire State Building. Oh, my God, this is a terrorist. will find it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, no, 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 it's a proposal. <laughs> it's oh not. Oh, my God. So very sweet. Um, so do they have sex in the book or no? They don't. That's, I like that. Um, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they don't do it. Um, they're, like, able to kind of talk about it. But, but like, let me it, yeah. let me just ask, though. He does get her that 
locket though, right? Yes. Okay, good. I he mean, I knew it, to, okay. it, but. So he gets it for her for Valentine's Day. Um, oh my God, and for she's Valentine's like, Day? So no. far out. <laughs> so thrilled. She's like so happy. And then um, when they break up in the second book, he like is like, obviously I'm going to need that back. No! But then I, But then on her birthday, they're still broken up and he's like, I want you to have it. Like, I'm going to win you back oh. and I'm going to earn you again. And like, you're going to like, you're the only person who should have this necklace. It's, it's a $400 nice. necklace. It's a little bit extravagant. Although yeah. it's I mean, it's his mom's shop. store. Yeah, so he got it for free. <laughs> or at a steep discount. Or he's His mom, though, it. becomes... His mom becomes a little shit starter, though. I could see that. In it, So in the third book, because he's got this scholarship... Um, so he gets a scholarship to UVA. And... Where are they supposed to be Lara living? Jean, Apparently Virginia. The movie is set in Oregon. Right. So I was really confused. I don't know why they made that change, but like, whatever. Um, Lara Jean gets into UNC Chapel Hill. Okay. Like, she's waitlisted and then she gets in. And like, after Beach Week, which is when like Lara Jean's like, I'm ready to have sex. Oh, and Peter's God. like, I don't want to do it this way. Um, and leaves. He comes home and tells his mom, like, I'm transferring to UNC. No! I with Lara Jean. And so her mom, his mom is like, Lara Jean, like, he'll never end things with you. But he's starting to make a lot of decisions based on you. And I don't, like, want him to. And so I want you to end it with him. Um. And, and she's like, what? That is inappropriate. <laughs> yes. And... And she ends up doing it because she feels so bad. She's like, I don't want you to come to UNC because of me. And he's like, got it. So you talk to my mom. Super. Um, But then they end up, like, so they end up staying together at the end of the series. But it's like a very, it's like a realistic, basically they decide neither of us wants to break up. So let's just stay together. And the series ends like the night before they leave for college. So they're just like full of all this hope. And, like, teen belief. And you're like, maybe they'll stay together. Maybe they won't. But, like... No matter what, it was a great first boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would never tell any of my students to stay with their high school boyfriend through college. But um, Peter and Lara Jean should stay together forever, is my general feeling. (laughs) This This would be my advice. I would say there's no reason that... Number one, you need to know every single thing that's going on in that person's life in college. Like, I think you should, like, sort of, like, be go to college with the understanding, like, maybe we'll hook up with other people, like, and that's okay. But, like, yeah. come Christmas break, love to see you, and we can pick up where we were. Yeah. Sort of. Because, I mean, I don't know. I think that a little bit, and, and my mom has, like, talked about this at length, where she's like, it just sucks. Like, all of you guys have this social media that shows everyone what you're doing, Whereas, like, <laughs> keep a couple secrets. Yeah, keep a few. Se- but, uh, but I think it's also, like, there's so much stuff about, like, oh, like, they posted an Instagram together. Like, this means this. Or, mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw them together on their Snap story. Like, it's, like, you really can't, yeah. like, have, I don't I think it's changing. I think that, like, I certainly have become more private as time yeah. has gone on. And, like, I think... Mary Kate's generation, it seems like, largely 
is a little more private. Um, yeah. Or, or maybe not private, but at least, like, curated. Whereas our generation, we posted literally everything. Yeah, I mean, some things come up on Facebook from when I was in high school. And I was like, I don't know Cause we had, that I needed to We had to status updates. Mm-hmm. And, then, and we just, like, we overshared so much. Yeah. Like, I would post stuff in high school, like, basically, like, cryptic messages, like, (laughs) to whatever boy was the central focus at the time. (laughs) And just to see, like, could he figure it out? I don't know. Usually, no. Because boys aren't that smart. No, they're not. Um, But I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I guess, like, I just think... there's no reason why like you can't talk and like still be friends but i just wouldn't like stay committed a hundred percent when you go to college because i don't know there's just like a lot of other people out there and even if you get together again after college like then you know then you know yeah i think that's true well and i think um the reason that you tend to feel different well i mean it's like the reason that books end with like, lovers kissing instead of them living, like, their life afterward is because that's, like, a nice closing of the chapter and, like, a nice, like, life after that is hard. And so there has to be conflict, especially if there's a story. Right. And so it's, like, well, like, it's just nicer. Like, my favorite kind of rom-com is the kind that in the end credits will have, like, them being happy together in their life. (laughs) But, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you want a sequel because if there's a sequel, they usually break up. And they might end up back together. Well, think about Sex and the but City like, 1 and 2. Like, wish they didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also, like, Sex and the City is a good example of, like, do Big and Carrie really belong together? No. But is Big the male character that we've all invested the most in? Yes. <laughs> That's true. And so it's like, should high school lovers stay together forever? Not necessarily. But if we've invested in Peter Kavinsky... And their relationship, it's like, yeah, I would like them to end up together at the end. Well, I mean, it's like Gossip Girl. It's like, really, should Serena and Dan be getting married? No. They never should be. Blair and Chuck, yeah, they sure should. Uh Uh-huh. But I I kind of like like (laughs) that Nate ends up alone. Like, they don't have him marry Jenny or whatever. Um, Yeah, well, but I also like, though, that, so they end up together at the end of the third book. But it's also like a very high school, like, they're just full of hope, you know? It's like they're, like, they have their whole lives ahead of them, and they're full of that hope, but you know it's like, oh, you're, like, 18, and yeah. I really hope there's not another one, because I don't want to see either of you hurt. <laughs> also, like, the, it's nice to end it here. High school <laughs> is, like, the time that we want, like, like that's, like, skip college. College is never fun to follow in books or movies. No. It really isn't. It's too, like... You're just becoming who you are too much. Where it's like high school, it's like you kind of think you know who you are, but it's not really who you are. I also think just like mechanically in high school, like you can't avoid people. Like, so like people, like everyone is forced together always. Whereas in college, it's like, it's not realistic. I could could never see that person again if I didn't want to. Totally. I mean, you went to a, you went to a bigger college than I did, but. Oh, yeah. Um. It's just not that fun. Um, so yeah, I hope there's. I I will say. Sequel. I will say. I want a, I want a, rainbow. I want a new series focusing on Kitty. Yes. 
I will say um, Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell is a really good book about a freshman year of college. Um, I have not read that. It's pretty good. It's about, like, she goes to college and, like, she has a twin sister and her twin is like, I don't want to share a room with you. I want to, like, us to branch out. And so it's, like, about her, like, having to, like, define herself, like, outside of her sister. And it's really good. And there's, like, a love story. It's great. Highly recommend if you haven't read it. Okay, well, as you know, my main focus on this book has not been on Peter Kavinsky, but has been on the sister relationships. Yes. <laughs> which, <laughs> like, didn't have as much in this section. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of Kitty, but, like, Margot comes back. I was, like, feeling sick to my stomach during the time that Margot was mad at her. <laughs> yeah, and tattles. That is so fucked up. Yeah, that is uncool. Well, I like, though, that it's, like, Margot's whole thing is that she's very worried that she, like, because she goes away to college, that it's, like, she's not needed anymore. Yes. Because her whole thing is that she's, like, indispensable to the family because she's so perfect. I, Which is, they have a nice moment in the movie where she's, like, I don't know, I just felt like you and Kitty don't need me anymore. And Laura Jean says, Margot, look what happened. Like, I I have a sex tape out there and I've never even had sex. <laughs> Like, I clearly need you. (laughs) Well, I think, like, because this book is from Lara Jean's perspective, like, we don't understand that, like, Margot is super homesick, and that's why she's being kind Mm -hmm. of a bitch. Yes. And so, like, which I think, like, is also, like, relatable. I was, like, the older sister. Like, I went away to college, Mm -hmm. and, like, everybody else was, like, together for, like, Mm -hmm. years. And so I'm like, what the heck? Like, yeah. You guys do, like, new things that, like, I wasn't a part of. Or, yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, why did you make orange creamsicle cookies and not my cookie? Um, yeah. So, like, I think I that's definitely, very relatable. Yeah. I mean, like, whenever my family sends me a photo of all of them together at dinner, I'm like, great. I'm going to Photoshop myself into it. Is, is your family all together now? Yeah. Marshall's about to leave, though, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I genuinely worry about my mom when that happens. She'll be all right. Um, I was thinking the other day, I feel like one of them, maybe my dad, because he needs a, he needs a project. If you're listening, dad, I love you, but you need a project. <laughs> I think he should run for the school board. Ooh. Oh my God. I would love your dad mm-hmm. in public office. Yeah. Well, like he loved, he used to love to go to like a town meeting about his company, like advocate for them. So I'm like, I feel like it might be something you'd be good at. So I plan to tell him that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, this is the first time that everybody's been out of the house. How are your parents? I think fine. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I think that, um, like, my mom's pretty busy. And my dad, yeah, like, that's my good. dad is, like, gone a lot of the time. So I, I think yeah, they just are kind of doing their own thing. I think my mom has kind of more freedom to travel and, like, do stuff. She was up in Reno visiting her parents for their weekend. She's Visiting Mary Kate next weekend. Nice. I think, yeah, I I think they're doing fine. Um, But yeah, so I definitely, like, related to that sort of feeling that Mm -hmm. Margot had. But I also, like, she made it about the Josh thing when it was, like, really, it was not at all about the Josh thing. Yeah. Well, and I also think, so in the movie, Josh never kisses her, and so it's more like it's just revealed, like, 
she Margo still finds out the same way because it's like Peter it's I can't wait for you to see the scene it's so fucking funny so Peter comes to Larjean's house basically it's like after the ski trip and he's like I need to talk to you um like it's not what you think about me and Jen and I didn't tell anybody about the hot tub like us like yeah like it's not there it's not like that and she's like, physical stuff might not be a big deal to you. And he's like, why on earth would you think that? It it was a big deal to me. And at one point he says to her, she's like, look, I know I was always second place. And he's like, you were never second place. And you're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then she's like, I just need you to go. Like, my sister's here. Like, you should go. And he's like, no, like, just please listen to me. And then Josh comes out of the bushes, basically, with like a hood on. And he's like, she asked you to go, man. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> Josh, get the fuck out of here. Like, were you watching, like, from the porch next door? Like, what? And Peter's like, what? Like, he calls him a Bonnie Vare wannabe. That's what <laughs> Peter calls Josh. That's awesome. Yeah. What a What a burn. <laughs> I know. And, um, and Josh says something, and he's like, and Peter's like, this is about you still being in love with josh it's not about me and Margot is like you're in love with josh <gasps> and it's rough and she's like Margot, no and josh is like i didn't know she was home yet didn't she just she's say like, my sister's here although he probably thought a no. different sister no so peter knew that Margot was home oh. um but josh didn't because he was like like just because she doesn't want to be with you kavinsky and it's like ugh, josh um so that's kind of, and so I think Margot is better able to forgive Lara Jean and like she doesn't get as mad at first. Um, and also it's like the hot tub thing happened or like the video is posted to Instagram. So it's like, oh, we've got bigger fish to fry than me being mad at you. Um, but it's like, if you think that your sister's like kissing your boyfriend while you're away, I mean, I might tattle on her about her sex tape too. Mm-mm. You, you just don't i mean no matter how mad you are you just don't yeah. you don't do that well yeah i mean that is such a line cross of like um especially because Jean and peter did not have sex in the hot tub right and she tells her dad that they did right well and i think the way sisters resolve conflict you don't involve your parents like you can mm-hmm. do something else mean yeah. But, like, it has to be at the same level. Okay. And so, like, you – I I think that was a big betrayal on Margot's part. And I would never have done that. <laughs> Savannah would also have never made out with my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. But, like, no, even if she, she did – She wouldn't have been interested. I wouldn't – no. <laughs> even if she did, I would not have told my dad, like, a yeah. rumor about her. <laughs> No, I think, yeah, Savannah, Savannah, like, never told on me for anything, except for the one time that I ran away, and that's because she was worried about me. <laughs> so. Um, know. well. And my parents did not care, which I've also already told that story on the podcast. I love that yeah. story. Um. I love any glimmer into high school share. God bless her. <laughs> yeah high school share did bring a boyfriend to college and she doesn't recommend it to all those young young <laughs> high school listeners out there 
All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our discussion on... Wait, what did you rate it on Goodreads? Oh, wait. Oh, I gave them all fives. Okay, so I... I it's just... I gave it it a five hits also. such a pleasure center of mine of, like, high school romance rom-com i'm like what am i gonna do not give it a five like no i know well so i I gave it a five also but like what it really is is a four four point five okay fair enough but like you know i don't it's it's such a tough goodreads can you give us more stars please i think it's just too hard we have half yeah give us half half stars please yeah i don't know but but i i did i really liked it and i would read the other ones Probably not in the same amount of time as you did, but... I wouldn't recommend that either, because (laughs) I was, like, a crazy person. Well, it's just, like, once something gets, like, in my brain, and it's, like, I need to know how it ends, it's just, like, I just need to, like, live out the obsession until it's over, and then I can move on with my life. That only gets me with stuff that are, like, are mysteries. Like, to... You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it has to be set up as, like, something to uncover, whereas, like, this is just, like, living in the present and seeing how it unfolds. Yeah. Or, like, a will they, won't they? Yeah. I'm like, oof, that's gonna... I mean... It's gonna stick with me. <laughs> um, oh, also, I just want to give a shout-out to um, their dad. Just love him. Uh, just a sweet single doing dad. His doing his best. He is. Yeah. But I also, like... Played by Aiden in the movie. I know. Who, like, is a is in, perfect so casting. In the, <laughs> In the movie, he, like, literally gives her condoms before she goes on the ski trip. No. He's like, I don't think that you're ready. He goes, now, as your father, I don't think that you're ready to have sex, but I do want you to be safe. And she was like, oh. She's like, that is not going to happen. And he's like, pulling out is not effective. And oh, my God. Like, that's right. Because he's a doctor, no. right? <laughs> yeah. He's an OB. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I do want you to be safe. And she's like, I I, I hate this so much. <laughs> Oh, my God. He goes, all right, have fun. And she goes, well, I have a lot of rubbers now for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. Uh, I He, like, the character a little bit reminds me of the dad in um, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, he's just trying his best. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't really understand much of it. But, like, he's like, okay, well. <laughs> I'm here for this. I'm, I'm right. always here for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. Well, miss you. Miss glad you, Glad to too. catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm glad law school's going well. Oh, can we read, um, The Cursed Child next? Yes. Okay, great. Yes, definitely. Okay, because I'm seeing that in, like, a couple of weeks. Okay, so. yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, cool. All right, well... I'm sure I'll talk to you, like, in five seconds. All All right. right. Well, see you later. Bye. Oh, and thanks for listening, I guess. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody.